Happy Monday to everybody out there. Hope all you football fanatics are enjoying your day. Hopefully you're either winning, have won, or have a shot of winning your week two matchups. The season has begun. We are already in the thick of things. And hopefully you're looking at a 2-0 start to the season. If not, you're about to get on that roll as the season continues to roll along. Let's take a little look at what happened yesterday and what happened on Thursday. A little bit of the recap from week two going into the Monday night football game between the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. A few injuries that we had. Obviously, injuries are a normal thing. We had more injuries happen over the weekend. Not nearly as major as last week, but we did see quite a few big-name players leave but come back and return to the game, which is always a good thing, especially for your fantasy team if you roster one of those players or you're just a fan of that player. A few names that we saw yesterday, big names go, go down but come back. LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, and Dalvin Cook all left the game but came back. Looks like both all three of those players have avoided major injury. We saw Todd Gurley top two pick in most leagues obviously probably even the number one overall pick in a lot of your leagues go down with a cramp injury I think that was more of an injury that they were just looking to get him out of the game I don't think that's anything to worry about moving forward if it was a close game I bet you he probably would have been able to come back and do what he does best score touchdowns and get you fantasy points we did see Joe Mixon go down on Thursday night. He did come back, but it sounds like he's going to miss two to four weeks after getting surgery on that knee injury that he suffered in that Thursday night game. Um, I mentioned on the Instagram uh, feed that if you own Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard is a pickup you need to make happen. If you have not done that yet, what are you waiting for? Go grab Giovanni Bernard and before someone in your league does it, before you can get to it. Um, we also saw Dalvin Cook. Uh, so a uh, um, with Dalvin Cook's injury, when we might we might see someone like uh, uh, Murray become a popular pickup because if Cook is out, which I don't see I, I don't see any reason why he'll be out this week. Like I said, he was able to come back in the game, but Murray is a running back that we have counted on in the past for fantasy football um, uh, points and carrying teams in the past. Few waiver wire options. Oh, before we get to the waiver wire options, another big news over the weekend was Josh Gordon. The Cleveland Browns had informed him he will be out this week from the Cleveland Browns, whether that be a release or a trade. Sounds like, as of right now, it sounds like the New England Patriots, who I said smell a lot like a Patriot move, sounds like the Patriots are close to making that trade happen. Josh Gordon to the Patriots is scary for anybody in the league, especially for your division mates, the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, um, and Buffalo Bills as obviously a, a, a player that you don't want to see going to the Patriots, a playmaking wide receiver going to one of the best teams in football with the best, if not the best, one of the two best quarterbacks playing in the league and quite honestly, maybe the best quarterback ever to play the game. So if Josh Gordon goes to the uh, Patriots, obviously going to be a great pickup. If you do own Gordon and the news has not come out yet, as of right now when I'm, when I'm recording this, the news has not um, shown up yet that he has a new home. But if he is on your roster, do not, I repeat, do not drop Gordon. 
Stan Pat, let's see what happens. Let's see where he lands. Like I said, I thought he was going to land in the Patriots. Sounds like the Patriots are the options that's gonna, that are going to make a move for him. So if he goes to the Patriots, he's obviously going to be a superstar player there in New England as long as he can keep his head in the game. So Stan Pat, don't do anything uh, rash like dropping Gordon. Keep him on your team. Stash him away. If someone did drop him, pick him up. Stash him away on your own team. Uh, let's go back. Let's, so let's talk about those waiver wire pickups this week. Um, I have an article that comes out every week, um, usually on a Monday, sometimes on Tuesdays, if I don't get it on, on a, right away on a Monday. But usually on Mondays, I have my article go, going out. It's called Monday Morning Water Cooler, where I talk about waiver wire pickups. I talk about each position, about who the top pickups for that position are. I talk about the injuries over the weekend, and I talk about players that are safe to drop if you need the roster spot to either fill your team with a need or a weakness on your football team. A few players I'm looking at on the quarterback are Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Looking at running backs, I'm looking at Philip Lindsay. We talked about Bernard, Matt Breda, Aaron Jones. A few running backs I'm looking at there. If you are a Devontae Freeman owner, Another thing I talked about was picking up Tevin Coleman. If you are a Freeman owner, you need to go out and grab Coleman. He's going to probably be the the starting running back there for at least the next couple of weeks. And the Chargers backup, Austin Eklar. He is the backup to Melvin Gordon, but he does get touches as the third down back. And the spot uh, uh, goes in the game off and on for Melvin Gordon. I think Eckler is a good pickup in most leagues, especially in PPR leagues. A few wide receivers that I'm looking at, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, John Brown, Dede Westbrook, and because of Aaron Rodgers, Geronimo Allison with Rodgers healthy and looks like he's not going to miss much time, healthy in a sense, um, obviously he has that knee injury, but with Aaron Rodgers not having that, um, doesn't look like he's going to miss any time, I think Allison becomes a interesting pickup in PPR leagues even standard leagues, just because of what Aaron Rodgers can do with any kind of receiver. And for this week, and this week is the last week I'm going to talk about him, Nelson Aguilar is a player that I think should be owned in 100% of leagues, standard and PPR. We saw Mike Wallace go down an injury yesterday, and it sounds like it's going to keep him out indefinitely, and they're wondering if that could possibly be a season-ending injury. With Alshon Jeffrey already on the uh, on the sideline with his injury, the receivers there in Philadelphia are slim, and Aguilar is a superstar in the making, a young receiver that I think has all the tools to become a really good receiver in this league. He's shown that he can handle the workload this year and needs to be owned in 100% of all leagues moving forward. So this will be the last week I put him in my article for waiver wire pickups. Uh, a few defense, uh, a few tight ends, I'm sorry, that I'm looking at. George Kittle, Ricky Seals-Jones, and keep an eye on Jake Butt of the Denver Broncos. I think he might become a interesting pickup moving forward as Case Keenum seemed to look for him a few more times this past week than he did in week one. And I think his role on the team can become bigger as the weeks move along, especially if Demaryius Thomas continues to drop passes. I think he might become a interesting um, target in fantasy football moving forward. If you're a streaming quarterback player, I think you can look at Joe Flacco, who plays that Broncos defense. I think you can look at both quarterbacks in the Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes Bowl. We have the San Francisco 49ers and the Chiefs going on, and we've seen that Chiefs team become the Coors Field of football. 
What I mean by that is if you're a baseball fan, you realize that both teams, when they come to Coors Field, where the Colorado Rockies play at, both teams score plenty of runs. That's what the Chiefs offense and the Chiefs defense do through these first two games. The Chiefs offense has averaged 80 points a game, where the defense, not average, have scored 80 points a game, which is an average of 40 points per matchup. And the defense has not done their part to stop anybody by giving up an average of just over 30 points a game. I think moving forward, that's obviously not going to stand as that many points. But I think both offense and defense are going to give up at least 28-plus points a game, both sides of the ball, which makes the Chiefs games, no matter who they're playing, great fantasy matchups for all your fantasy football teams. Also look at Alex Smith, the Redskins who travel, who take on the Green Bay Packers. Um, seems like the Packers give up a lot of passing yards, as we saw with Kirk Cousins yesterday. If you're a streaming defense, you can look at the Cleveland Browns against the New York Jets. Look at the Chicago Bears playing tonight against Seattle. They take on the Cardinals next weekend. And you can look at the New England Patriots against the interception-throwing Matthew Stafford and Detroit Lions. Few players, if you're looking to drop, um, that are on, might be on your roster, and obviously these are players that I would. I'm not telling you to drop automatically. Just if you need the roster spot to fill a hole or fill a need on your team, or if you have an injury, you need to pick up an, an, another player because of injury. Um, you feel safe to drop Duke Johnson, Terod Taylor, Peyton Barber, Pierre Garcon. And if you have Antonio Gates on your team, you likely don't need him anymore. It doesn't look like he has a big impact on that Chargers offense. Uh, I think age has finally caught up to him, and he is just there for a body. Um, I also don't have an issue dropping any of the New England running backs or the Seattle running backs. But remember, I'm not telling you to drop these players just to drop them. Only if you have a need or a hole to fill on your team, you can feel free to do any of that there. Going back to tonight's game, um, the Chicago Bears hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, DraftKings and FanDuel host their one-game contest where you get life-changing money if you win it. Obviously, a lot of ties being that there's only one game and there's a lot of different options, but most of the options that win these kind of things tie at the top. But if you can win that game alone by yourself, that's $200,000 to first place for a $10 entry fee. I don't know about you, but for $10 and I have a shot at winning $200,000, I will jump on that and throw a team or two in both DraftKings and FanDuel. Player I'm looking at uh, throwing in that captain spot on DraftKings, which is one and a half times the salary, but you also get one and a half times the points at that position. I think you're locking Russell Wilson in that position. I think he is the best player by far tonight. He gets uh, points both passing and rushing. Um, if you want to be a little contrarian and throw someone in there, maybe throw a player like Trey Burton at that at that captain spot. Um, I'd I'm not going to do it, but if you want a contrarian, maybe throw Trey Burton or Mitchell Trubisky. I think this is a way you're going to want to have both quarterbacks in your lineup. I usually like to only have one to be a little contrarian, but I think a game like tonight, you want both those quarterbacks in your lineups. One difference maker that I'm looking at possibly putting in my lineup is uh, on the Seattle Seahawks, C.J. Procise. Um, with that, like I said, with that running back situation there in Seattle, you never really know who is going to be the 
lead rep lead back. And if Seattle jumps behind and they're obviously playing from behind, I think Procise is going to be the option there, getting more passes. And he is very cheap, under a thousand for a player that's going to possibly have a role. Obviously, he's done nothing yet this year, so this is a roll of the dice and a gamble. But I think the gamble is there, and it's a player that a lot of people aren't going to have. So it's a way to make your team a little more contrarian than the rest of the league. Um, obviously, you're going to have to beat out a good number of players, 94,000 people to beat out. So uh, very few people are going to look at CJ Procise as an option. That's one option I'm looking at doing so I can have the rest of my team being a little more highly owned and I can just have a one or two players that are uh, contrarian or low-owned. So that's for tonight's game. That's what happened over the weekend. Hopefully, like I said, you guys either won or winning or are going to win your fantasy leagues this weekend. If you have not followed us on Twitter, follow us at FansportsGenius. Follow us on Instagram, FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And check out our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Check out the rankings. They'll be up either later tonight or tomorrow. Check out the articles. Got plenty of premium articles that can help you win in DFS and season long along with free articles that can help you win at those different levels of fantasy football. And like always, have a good day, good luck, and enjoy the games. We'll talk to you later.